Uh, welcome, Pathfinders, to our uh, After Party series, episode one, where we're going to talk about the first three episodes of the Find the Path Fought. Find the Path podcast? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I was trying to say. It's not like it's not our name. The Find the Path podcast. There we go. I am your uh, host and game master, Rick Sandage. I'm joined by my uh, assorted players. If they want to introduce themselves, they're more than welcome to do so. I'm Jessica Peters, and I'm playing Sigura. I'm Jordan, and I'm playing Sudi Kantar. I'm Rachel Sandage, and I am playing Citra. I'm Heather Allen, and I'm playing Onuris. I think that Jordan is kind of like Prince. He says, like, the one name. Madonna. It's like, no, I'm Jordan. I'm Madonna. I'm, I don't know. Fine, my last name Adele. is Jenkins. Jeez, guys. <laughs> Jordan Jenkins. He's the Wizard Jenkins. I am Jenkins. the Wizard Jenkins. He's trying to keep his uh, profile low. Oh, I right. see. Yeah. Keep it doesn't that. work. <laughs> witness protection. Yes, he's, a, he's been in witness protection this whole time. He's like, guys, you're blowing it. As, as low profile but as you can be I just give you my four. witness protection name? Like, they gave me a new name. They gave you a new name or That whatever. is your new name, but it's also it's, your old name. It's bad guy. You had a bad marshal. Wow, I had, like, the they worst marshals ever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this entire or this series is basically going to be where uh, we're really talking directly to all of you pertaining towards what we're doing for the uh, podcast and the adventure and everything else. So we're just going to kind of banter back and forth, talk about things. At the end of this, we're going to give out our email address. So if any of you guys are fans of it or have any questions or comments or concerns or complaints, we will listen to all of those except for the last. Oh, you can also go to Facebook and message us. Yeah, you can also message yeah. us on Facebook. We also have a uh, YouTube channel which is where we do a whole lot of our other stuff. It's not really as much like the actual play because recording with microphones and also recording video with microphones is kind of difficult because you just see these like big microphones. Yeah, I, I can't see else. Jessica's face. There's just microphone. Yeah. You can imagine it clearly in your face, in your head. You can, you can imagine it with your face. Imagine it with your face. <laughs> that thing behind your face. So, yeah. It's basically just going to be a, a little bit of banter and fun and everything else that we want to do. So let's get to it. So we started up the beginning of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Mummy's Mask Adventure Path is one of, again, the numerous adventure paths put out by Paizo Publishing. What? How many have we played up until this point? Uh, um, adventure paths? Yeah, we've done Rise of the uh, Rune Lords. We just finished Curse of the Crimson Throne. Uh, we've done Current, Legacy of Fire. Yeah. Legacy um, of Fire was our first. Serpent Skull. Although Serpent Heather wasn't well, in there no. for Legacy of Fire. No. I've Heather's done, done Skull and Shackles, which you guys and have done. And I've done, done Council of Thieves Council of with Thieves. you as well. But just this group in its entirety. So Rise of the Rune Lords, Curse of the Crimson Throne. Skull and Shackles. Not Skull Serpent. and Shackles. Serpent, Serpent Skull. Skull. Serpent, Skull. Serpent, Serpent I mean, Skull. We've all played a little bit of Skull and Shackles. Yeah, um, everyone's yeah. played a little bit of Skull and Shackles. We all played a little uh, bit of Iron Gods. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing Carrying Crown and, and Strange Aeons. Strange Aeons right as we speak. So I was just going to talk a little bit about why it is that we play Pathfinder and not the other game system, which I, I guess we can name, which is Dungeons and Dragons. A little bit about the greatness that is Paizo and why we love their stuff. And uh, yeah, just banter a little bit. So uh, Mummy's Mask is one of the adventure paths. As of right now, there are over 20 adventure paths. Are there really that many? There's yeah. two a year. All right, we need yeah. to all become independently wealthy because we're way behind. Yeah. We're working on it. So we're uh, we're so going to catch up and surpass the adventure paths pretty much never. But I'm not super into playing. I don't really care about all of them. I do. The it's uh. it's interesting you actually bring that up. It's one of those every once in a while I'll see a new one's coming out that's generally divisive. Such as Iron Gods was really divisive. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want techno. I don't want lasers mixed in with my dungeons. You know, and then a lot of people will then come out and be like, oh, well, I'm going to cancel my subscription for the next six months because I have no interest in getting Iron Gods or I have no interest in ever playing an evil adventure path, so I'm not getting Hell's. Oh, that's weird. I really want to play that. Yeah, I'm sure you guys do. The- <laughs> We're going to be really bad at being evil. 
Uh, speak you're going to be great at being evil unless there's a puppy involved. No, and just then like you're evil doesn't mean you hate puppies. Even the even the ones that I just kind of look at, and I'm like, Iron Fang Invasion came out, and I went, you know, I'm not sure. You know, it's a whole like fighting monstrous humanoids kind of okay. thing. And then I started reading into it, like reading some of the player's guide and everything, and it's like, oh, it's got this whole like complex dwarven angle. Oh, it's got this whole, like, a lot of the hobgoblins you fight used to be part of this mercenary organization that worked with the humans. And there's this whole, like, complex intrigue and the whole thing between, like, Nermathus and Malthoon. It's a great opportunity. It's, like, actual, like, a lot of wilderness stuff. So it's, like, oh, rangers and druids, which are usually, you can play rangers and druids at any time. But, you know, they really shine in those types of adventures. Makes it suddenly way more interesting. Yeah, see, that's what always gets me because I'm I'm very much a lore fan and like you know I have the campaign settings and all this other stuff. The lore and the stories and the history is yeah. what really gets me to want to play the game so much. Is like yeah. what a lot of people that don't play through the adventure paths don't realize is that the amount of lore just permeates them to the point that like I'm I'm lucky if I can usually get about sixty percent of that out when I'm running through it. So that's a large part of the reason that I love the adventure paths. Talking a little bit about the adventure path, though, we have decided to play through Mummy's Mask uh, for a number of reasons. First off, all of us are a little bit of Egypt lovers. There's a beautiful lore and everything to just the real world Egypt and thereby extension the land of Osirian, which for anyone who's studied real world Egypt is part of their mythology as well. The whole idea of the land of Osiris, the land of Osirian. So I've been interested in it from when it originally came out. And for those of you who have been playing in the Pathfinder Society, you guys get a lot of Osirian. And there are a couple of modules we played through. Uh, uh, there's two modules. Yeah. One of them is Into the Pyramids, and the second one is Packstone Pyramids. Yeah. They're really good. They're 3.5, really old uh, Pathfinder modules, but they're the only ones I think we've ever done that took us to yeah. Osirian. They're like the only ones we've done. And again, the Society gets to go there a lot, so... But Mummy's we had Mask. a lot of fun with it. We decided to go for Mummy's Mask just because, one, Osirian is, is really interesting. Two, Mummy's Mask actually takes place far enough away that it doesn't really like tie back into a lot of the other adventure paths. And I love the, the whole meta plot of the adventure paths where small events from Rise of the Rune Lords or Curse of the Crimson Throne, then they tie back in, you know, to like the very beginning of other adventure paths like Shattered Star or Jade Regent. But Mummy's Mask kind of stood away on its own. Now, there are a lot of things in Mummy's Mask that kind of reference back to uh, even some of the events of the Pathfinder Society, uh, which are kind of fun. But it should be generally spoiler-free. So we all decided to make characters, and uh, well, except for me, I get everyone in the world. Everyone else decided <laughs> to make their own characters. And so I figured we'd, uh, we'd talk a little bit about players. So let's start with Jessica. So you've decided to play a, uh, if I'm getting this correctly, a Suli yep. Ranger skirmisher archetype. Yes. Yep. First off, for everyone listening, get a little bit into what are the Suli. So Suli are people, they're kind of like Tiflings or Asimar, except it's genies. And so they have at some point in their lineage Johnny Blood, which gives them an elemental kind of power. Like, I haven't used it yet because it doesn't seem imperative currently, but you get an elemental assault where you can add a d6 of elemental damage to a melee attack. You pick the element. So fun, fun little side note, those warrior dolls that you were fighting were actually vulnerable to fire. Yeah. So if anyone was able to actually identify that, you could have kicked in like firepower for your weapon and done tons of damage to True, them. but it's only for one round of level and I'm only level one. So I'm going to use that to punch a mummy in the face. The Johnny are one of the numerous types of genies. The Johnny actually basically are connected to all of the elemental planes, unlike the other ones like the Ifrit are plane of fire, the uh, Madrid, I believe, are the plane of water. And so the Johnny had a, a large impact when we ran through Legacy, uh, Legacy of Fire. Mm -hmm. And I actually read some and found some interesting references to some genies in the Osirian books that some of the pharaohs would actually enslave the genies to basically just 
wish their pyramids into existence, mm-hmm. which I guess is a really cheap way to save on labor. Yeah. yeah. And so you decided to go for ranger. Yep. Rangers are amazing. They're like fighters, but more interesting. <laughs> hey. I like fighters. Fighters are, they kill things real well, but they're kind of like one trick. And so you're a little bit more of like an urban ranger per se. You're not the urban ranger archetype, but no, you're no. not really the, I run around out in the wilderness and do things. You're kind of like, did you take favorite enemy human? No, I took okay. favorite enemy undead. Undead. That's right. Although I wish I'd taken animal. <laughs> <laughs> Animal, an interesting thing to just throw out. Like, animal is always one of the great options for favorite enemies. I love the ranger. The ranger is one of my top two. And I, I think it's still probably my favorite class. I think now swiftly followed by the Inquisitor. But animal is always one of those great ones to take just because you inevitably fight animals at low level. And then when you get your second favorite enemy, you can just have that be your plus four and then focus on that one from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the skirmisher doesn't get spells, which I was okay with because when I played my last ranger, I never really used my spells. I think I use my spells maybe five or six times over the course of an adventure path. And what do you get in place of your spells? Uh, you get Hunter's Tricks. Eventually, I will get to take some Hunter's Tricks at fifth level, which is cool. I haven't dug into exactly which ones I want to take. I know there are a lot of them that focus on making animal companions way more like yeah. combat capable and everything else. Yeah. So. And I do get an animal companions still. So there's yeah. that. Well, and you don't have to necessarily decide that now, but I, I didn't know if you're leaning Animal Companion or the Hunter's Bond for your compatriots. I'm going to do an Animal Companion, but I don't know what yet, because it's going to kind of depend on where we are. Where we are and what you guys find. All right. And next we have Jordan, and Jordan is playing Sudi, the yes, uh, Catfolk Unchained monk. Yes. So I suppose let's start with Catfolk. So I haven't ever played one, um, so that was the first part of it. Um, I always like to play new I play like one normal race and then one not normal race, and so I was a human in our last adventure path. So yeah. the easiest analog I think for anyone listening is the cat folk are a lot like the Kashyyyk from the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, series. They, yeah, they're they're from the southern part of Garund, which yeah. is like the the, the continent that continent. Assyrian is on. But they're not very numerous, but they are here. So I was like, eh, you know, that'd be a pretty interesting one. You know, obviously really a personal fan of cats and dogs, so why not? Black cat um, feet. If my cat folk does, my next character will be a dog folk. <laughs> I think there that's are not, dog folk. Not yet. But yeah, no, I uh, I actually really like some good. of their abilities as well. So one of the alternate race traits actually gives me a climb speed, which is actually really useful. I haven't had a chance to really use it yet, but getting a climb speed, generally useful. Uh, I also get luck bonuses, so like I can roll a 2d20, take the better results, and I'm a black cat, which is a, a feat I actually took that once per day lets me make somebody re-roll something with a minus four penalty. So next time Rick tries to critical me, I can be like, nope, re-roll yeah. that. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, as far as being a monk, my second character I ever played in the Pathfinder system was a monk named Hiro. Um, <laughs> I've always been a fan of like martial arts. Like I have a black belt in Taekwondo and I've been a fan of you know, martial arts and just that whole like mythos of mysticism and combat prowess. And the monk class itself was not my favorite as it was, but with archetypes, you could get uh, something pretty cool like the Qui-Gon monk yeah. would give you... Not really spells, but kind of spells. Um, you could using... use your chi to like launch. You actually could get spells. Yeah. You just fuel them with your chi. Yeah. So, um, and I liked that because you got a lot more customization in your classes. Kind of like what I really like about fighters is it's so customizable. There's a yeah. lot of different ways to play it. And so when the Unchained Monk came out, I took a look at it and was like, oh, they've actually pulled in some of those, you know, Qui-Gon Monk abilities yeah, to help you customize. Yeah, basically made it like the main portion, portion of the class. Yeah. So that, that actually really kind of brought me back around to saying, hey, I should do a monk again because because that was, you know, that that kind of brought something I really enjoyed, but I didn't know if I wanted the trade-offs to do a full Qui-Gon Monk. Yeah. So it sounds good. All right. After that, we have Citra. Citra is playing a, or sorry, Rachel, Rachel. is playing. 
I confuse everyone. Citra's playing Rachel. Yes. <laughs> playing oh, Rachel. no. But next next we have Rachel. She is playing Citra. Uh, Citra is a human Unchained Rogue. Yes, Unchained yes. Rogue. So we're double downing on the Unchained. Well, we part. pretty much always use the Unchained now. If yeah. you're anything that has Unchained, we use it. And yeah. from what I understand with the society rules and everything else, they're considered to be effectively the base version of those classes now. And this is actually my second go at, at uh, playing a Rogue. Um, I know they get a lot of, I don't know, flack, I guess. Rogues because... are amazing. Fight me. <laughs> well, no, no. I, like, I, I'm, I'm totally on that. Like, fight me. I love Rogues. But they get a lot of flack in a lot of gaming communities because they're like, oh, you know, they're useless without their sneak attack and stuff like this i like don't think they're that good and i'm like well i don't know because my rogue in our previous game with serpent skull yes did i need a teammate to flank with me sure but when i did it was amazing and she had all these super cool abilities and so i kind of wanted to see if i could play another rogue but kind of go a different direction with it so um, i don't remember if that one had an archetype this one i'm i'm going with the relic raider yeah which i can't really divulge much information about without like spoiling my backstory that y'all don't know about yet so <laughs> yeah. but i liked the idea of maybe my character going and rogues and, and rangers do get some magical abilities and so i kind of actually wanted to try and play a rogue that incorporated more of that Oh, you're going to um, take the minor trick or the minor minor magic? I think I'm yeah. going to. Minor magic, major magic. Yeah, like so Lots I might look at that because I've, I've never played a rogue that, that actually incorporated that. Please put a really rank cool. in knowledge arcana. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I get a... I don't get a bonus in that one. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we need. I don't matter. either. Because <laughs> I, I guess yeah. when, with our my last work I played, I didn't have knowledge of religion, but that was the one I put all mine in anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'll be, I don't I'll think put the uh, one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Arcana is a class skill for anyone. It's a so. class no. skill for me, but I do not have the skill points to spare yeah. for it. Yeah, I have them, but it makes zero. I don't spell cast. It makes zero sense for yeah, me. Yeah. So yeah. it might make more sense for my character, but uh, or Sudi with his love of sphinxes <laughs> might put a rank in there, Sphinx. so he actually has some idea what they can do. Um. Yeah. I don't. Are they magical? Yes. You can yeah. do lore. I'm going to put at least one rank in that and one rank in knowledge religion because I should know something about my religion. <laughs> don't, don't worry about the account. I mean, how many how many golems are you going to run into? Oh, like, enough. Uh, that is going to be a problem. This will be the one gonna, adventure path where a golem bane scarab pays yeah, off in space. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to get a golem bane Oh, also that. Yeah, there yeah, you it's go. also a scarab. Everyone buys one. Yeah. yeah. So they're also playing the only human. I am playing the oh, only yeah. human. And apparently I am the I'm the only one not from this city. I'm from yeah. Wati, so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. from Wati. You're too. from Wati. You're mm-hmm. from Wati. Yeah, I am not from Wati. So. Yeah, we're gonna be able to get into your backstory a little bit more, and like, what exactly motivate? I I personally kind of default to human. Anytime that I'm making a character, I'll make it. I'll make a human character mostly because I always feel like they have the closest connection. Unless you're doing an adventure that's like it's like we're gonna set this adventure in Kionan. Well, of course, I'm probably gonna play an elf if you're in friggin' Kionan. I almost always know. play elves. I'm not gonna lie. Heather uh, loves elves. I love yeah. halflings. I play uh, whatever will make <laughs> sense. Like if this is if we're playing an adventure down here and. Garoon, there are not that many that take place down here, so I'm going to play a Suli yeah. or something that's like native to the area that you can never play yeah. sensically. So yeah, you just decided, <laughs> you know, you wanted to go for human just because, or it just worked more with your backstory? Uh, it, it worked more with my backstory, and I really wanted something that connected me to the area and yeah. being from Osirian as a human. Who- yeah. And Heather there is playing <laughs> Onuris. Yes. Who I believe is an Azamar. Cleric, yes, yes Asmar Cleric, of course. Who was originally a oracle? Well, I was like just said originally going to do an oracle, but while I like oracles, I decided to go with the cleric just for the versatility because we're going to be running into a lot of probably curses and other stuff. 
So I'm going to really need the ability to swap out my spells. And just having like a selective amount of spells is probably not going to be advantageous in this adventure path. I just felt like being able to... Well, we're going to fight mummy, so I'm going to definitely need remove disease because mummy rot is going to be a thing. So eventually I just settled on cleric because I was like, I'm really going to need the versatility of the spell casting and not being limited to like three or four spells of each level. And then getting those spells sooner is also probably going to help us out in the long run too. I don't have anything against oracles. Oracles are cool. It's just, like I said, I feel like a cleric was the better choice of the two for this adventure path. And so uh, and what made you decide on horse? <laughs> Originally, of- I was going to do Anubis, God of Death and everything, and Anubis is just awesome. But then once I picked my background trait, I was like, that doesn't really fit with this anymore. And so I kind of, I didn't really want to do Osiris, so I went with Horus. Okay, so just by like process of elimination. Mm-hmm. And I know you also like Horus because of his, what is it, feather domain? Yeah, the feather domain is pretty cool, which yeah. is, I took sun and then the animal domain and then the feather subdomain for animal. Eventually, I will have an animal companion as well. Yeah. So there'll be tons of animals just <coughs> running around everywhere. Two, I don't think tons. <laughs> Well, inevitably, I imagine you guys are going to get some, like, camels and stuff to ride around on. <laughs> Everyone will have a camel. Yeah, and Horus does have the Kopesh as a favorite weapon. I knew we would probably be finding a lot of those. It didn't so. occur to me now, but I'm really pushing for Sagira to take camel for her uh, animal companion. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> just, where we are. She just spits Spit and bites at everyone. <laughs> He's angry. So we've managed to do uh, three sessions so far. So I was just going to see what, like, everyone's kind of feeling. How are you enjoying it? You guys had any thoughts or what were your expectations going in and what are your expectations now? I was not expecting to almost die in the first dungeon. No, that, that was, was your fault. It was not <laughs> my fault. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't really know what I was expecting other than probably my misconceptions of this is going to be just like the mummy. Um <laughs> I try. It's, I never try to think about what an adventure path is going to be like because I'm always wrong. I'm always like, it's like I read about yeah. the setting and I'm like, and I'm not going to make any assumptions about shenanigans that are going to go on. Yeah. Not to name specific adventure paths, but we did have a really hella good twist in one of them. And I was like, oh my God. So I'm kind of hoping for something like that in this, mm-hmm. but that's because I love plot twists. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and usually like first, you know, first book dungeons are either okay or really, really good. And this one's been really really good and i think that's mostly just the excitement of the the tomb robbing and kind of the setup of it because we are not robbing oh, oh my god oh, we're the robbing. lovingly replacing <laughs> privateers or what whatever and i'm not suing you right now so I'm not, i don't have to be super respective but being kind of e- egyptian but also i'm really liking what goes outside of that right so like i'm really intrigued by the halflings with all the dogs. That is my favorite part so far. Uh, the halfling with all the dogs. Yeah, like I want to know how they're doing, and I want to know that lady from Taldor and like see what's up with her. Her <laughs> hat is ridiculous. Yeah, like, when Rick showed us the art for that, this lady's hat is like half the size of her. It's full I of swear. secrets. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious if like after we get out of the of dungeon, hopefully all intact, if, if there's any kind of double dealings and like political no, maneuvers and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that well, I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. Maneuvers. I'm just wondering how it's gonna go from oh we're sanctioned to quote unquote. You know, to robbing, to what's going to be the big You never know what the hook adventure. for the big yeah. actual part of the adventure is going to be. It's always yeah. like, you know you're going to be doing this, but you know that eventually it's going to lead into something. Yep. Usually almost world ending. Yeah, because like Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh, we're in Sandpoint. <coughs> what happens in Sandpoint? <laughs> Apparently everything. Everything, everything <laughs> happens in Sandpoint. <laughs> so I think all of you are in that case ready to, to decide like who the big bad is. Is that true? 
Not yeah, yes. It's obviously <laughs> this Akintepe. an old pharaoh coming back with sand powers to eat us with its sand powers. Yeah. It, is that what we're about to fight? And Noxina Moon will be his sidekick. Yep. Everybody, everybody comes. Big hat woman. She's just the reincarnation of Noxina Moon. Everybody will just. We don't have to have a house cat. We just throw Sudi at them. Uh, so making predictions, what are what are all of you thinking your prediction will be for where where this story will be going by the end of this book? Akintepi is going to send us on a mission to go stop some evil pharaoh. The big hat lady will be the bad guy. The big hat lady. We're going to find a sphinx and they're going to give us a mission. Sphinx. Oh I'm going. Gosh. I'm going. I'm going for the hail mary. I'm going long. You're gonna go with sphinx. You're I don't know. Go with big hat lady big is hat up to no evil. good. I think either no us... one has that big of a hat and is a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen House Moving Castle. I've seen the Witch of the Waste hat. Yeah. Either us or some other group is gonna dig up something horrifying while we're in the dead zone. Oh, I hope it's us. And things are gonna go to hell. <laughs> oh in a yes, basket. let's 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 be the cause of the end of the world. <laughs> it yes. will, otherwise, why would we care? You know, it's That's, like those oh, stupid yeah. Americans in the mummy movie though you know it's like what else is going to motivate us outside of guilt for what we've done <laughs> all right so we've got our predictions and do any of you have any like questions out of what you guys have run into so far like there's a lot of bugs in this tomb that's weird a lot of bugs they got a hole they they dug a hole into the staircase obviously yeah, you just found like a hole so that's... yeah but shoddy craftsmanship yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple thousand years, so, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, several. Well, bugs are just capable of getting into places that they should not logically be able to get into. Yeah. Oh, we could also run into the guy, you know, the dead guy? Which he dead was, guy? like, trapped down here, but his uh, compatriots left oh, him. Oh, that guy, yeah. We could run into them. I really hope we don't run into any ghosts. I thought we had, had more or less figured out they probably didn't get through that main door. I don't no. Know. Yeah. I think they left him here. They did. Or either he was by himself. Because but they, his they rope didn't was clear cut. the place out. Yeah. His so, rope was cut. But, but they, didn't cut, they didn't clear the place out. I'm surprised we, we haven't run any things. undead. I was waiting for like a skeleton or a zombie or something. We are going to get back and our rope is going to be cut. Oh, we're going to have to find a new way out. You know, that's probably true. You know, you know that won't stop me, right? I have a climb speed, so I could just climb up. That's, no, it was that's sheer. That's actually not true. Like, we already... It's very oh, because you can't... Sheer, you can't that's right. Well, no, it's not it's necessarily a, sheer, but you can't climb on the ceiling. There's like a drop. Uh, so you can't climb inverted surfaces. Oh, that's sad. Now, feasibly, someone could, you know, maybe boost you up high enough that you could climb up, but... Can't, and I, everyone knows that Sudi has a limitless supply of rope. <laughs> so are you guys expecting undead before the end of this? I, I, we I bet, hope so. There's yeah. better be some freaking undead around here somewhere. Like I said, I think Akintepi is going to be like finding his way back and be like, what the crap, guys? What are you doing here? Now I've got to recruit you for this big bad thing. <laughs> I can't send my six inch guys because you killed them. <laughs> <laughs> they would have taken care of everything. That was my fallback plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be the best we all play little dolls it's like that nine movie oh uh, yeah we're yeah. all nine nice <laughs> all right so yeah no one else had any other questions or anything i assume the more these come out we'll actually have like yeah it's like there's yeah, a lot going on yet yeah i was gonna yeah. say well, well questions for people but also waiting. like we've it's been fairly straightforward so far so like we haven't had any like wait what yeah, just, moment, so. just trying to find out more about Akintepe and making your way down in here and finding the plot. We find the path and the plot. Finding uh, everything. All right. So that will be uh, it for our first episode of the After Party. Check back here soon. After the next three, we will be uh, posting up another one for the behind the scenes and insights into the backstory and you know maybe a little discussion on like stats and characters and other things like that. But we'll wait until then. Until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Do-do-do. <laughs>
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Find the Path. Please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. If you want to follow us, you can on our website or on Facebook as Find the Path, on Twitter at Find the Path, or follow the Find the Path YouTube channel for our video content. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at findthepathchannel at gmail.com. Thanks again.